All right, folks, here we go. Another week. Week 16. We're getting down to it. Only three games to go starting today. And obviously, so far this week, there's been themes going on. You know, momentum and and inconsistencies. Well, that continued into today, into the regular day. But obviously, with a lot on the line here, division crowns will be determined. There's two exactly two games that will obviously go a long way into determining determining division division titles. But obviously, we'll see what happens as as the day goes on. Most of the most of the games, most of these games that will be determining playoff situations will be going on at the one o'clock position. So we're going to know a lot by the time we get before the sun goes down. So, like I said, we're to the point of the year where we're going to cut off some dead weight here. Like I said, the Jets and the and the Jaguars, it's the battle of the one versus two quarterbacks, but we're not going to do that game because it doesn't matter to us. They're both out of the playoffs, so it's over there. So we're not going to worry about that game. As far as unanimous... As far as unanimous, we have uh, the Chargers over the Texans today. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they should win, but um, it might be a little bit closer than you think because um, Austin Eckler's out and Mike Williams is out now. He got put on the COVID list. So, you know, they're coming in here a little bit shorthanded on offense and their defense isn't very good. So it might be a tight game, but the Chargers should win. All right. Now, obviously, you know, all these games will now reflect the playoff situations, even though we're going to start off with the lowest game on on our screen here, and that's the Bears versus Seahawks. Like I said, Seattle could be eliminated today. The Bears are already eliminated, but we're going to go quickly on some of these matchups that that really are out of the playoff picture. So let's go right ahead to that matchup first. Yeah, that one was, you know, you really have to get into. It's a garbage matchup. So, um, um, I'm just going to say the Seahawks get the win here. I'll put the final score at, um, I don't know, let's just say 27 to 16. Yeah, like I said, at this point, you know, like I said, Seattle's basically on the verge of being eliminated. They probably will be eliminated before the end of the day. Chicago, they're they they've already informed Matt Nagy that you're not coming back. He's not coming back for 2022. So basically, and plus, no Justin Fields today. He's he's injured or on COVID or something. So Nick Foles, our good friend Nick Foles, Super Bowl 52 legend, will be getting his first start of the season. But it really won't matter. Like I said, that would have him versus Russell Wilson would have been a perfect matchup in the playoffs in 2013 so obviously that's not 2013 it's 2021 so it doesn't really matter so i got seattle winning as well in the final score 31 to 13 okay all right we're going to go to atlanta next they have a big they they're still in the playoff mix they can't be eliminated today but they're they are now in a log shot at six and eight Detroit's coming off probably the most impressive game in a while, beating on a on a would be playoff team in Arizona. They come they come down south today to play the Falcons. Falcons obviously needs to stay needs a win to stay in the playoff mix. Anything could happen today in the NFC, but it's a must win for them moving forward. So 
go ahead with this quickly. Yeah, well, the the, um, the uh, Lions pulled off the big upset last week. Um, the Falcons, like you said, they still have a shot at getting in the playoffs, so they got something to play for, actually. And and the Lions, you know, they've been keeping games close all year, but they lose just about every one of them. I think this will be pretty much the same story. They'll keep it close, but in the end, Matt Ryan and uh, and um, Kyle Pitts, they're going to hook up a bunch and look out for Cordero Patterson, and that'll be enough for the Falcons to get a victory. So Falcons win, final score, 26-23. Yeah, this is going to be a close battle. I mean, yeah, Detroit's record is bad, but like I told you the other night, they're one of the best, worst teams I've ever seen. I mean, they Dan, Dan Campbell's done a hell of a job in building this team as a contending, as a as a team that fights hard despite limited talent. And obviously, they're coming off probably their best game of the year, beating up on on Arizona, who had been the best road team in the league to that point. Obviously, for the for the Falcons, you know, they, they're lucky that the NFC has not been as strong as it normally should be when it comes to this time of the year. So, like I said, it's still they still have an outside chance to make the postseason, but they have to win out, and I don't see that happening. They may not even win today, but I think they will win because if they want to stay in the, in the wild card chase, they need this game. So I'm going to give it to them, but like you said, Detroit's going to be game today. This is going to be a battle, so... Arizona, um, Arizona, Atlanta takes the victory in a close one. Final score, twenty nine to twenty four. Okay. All right. Now we get into the more serious mat- matters when it comes to the playoffs. Last week, Tom Brady. Uh, well, let's just say it was not a fun night for him. They didn't clinch the the, the NFC South. They they're not in the playoffs yet, and he lost three of his important offensive players. So today he goes to Carolina, a, a team that basically is now reduced to spoiler. They're still technically in the playoff mix, but but basically will be eliminated with with a, with another loss. But obviously for for the for the Bucks and for Brady, a critical matchup to try to at least at least try to slump in because they're going to pretty much slump in with the with the offense that they're, that they're going to put out there today. So like I said, no Mike Evans. No Leonard Fournette, so a critical matchup here. To here, this is coming up here soon. Go ahead. Yeah, well, this one I almost put as my lock of the week, but I'm sticking with my rules, which is one of them. I don't like to do bet on divisional games, so um, I, I don't. I'm not making this my lock of the week, but it's one that I'm really confident in. The Bucks are giving up 11, and I don't think it's going to matter. Um, one thing that I like to look for is great quarterbacks coming off of off an embarrassing loss. Um, typically, they respond and have big games. And Tom Brady is the greatest, and he's having the he's the best quarterback in the league this year. Once again, he's throwing for forty three hundred forty eight yards and thirty six touchdowns. Um, but he's coming off that embarrassing nine nothing loss to the Saints last week. He's going to be extra motivated to really have a big one this week. Um, and despite all those injuries that you talked about, you know, Mike Evans, he is out today. Mike Evans? Yes. He's not He's not in the lineup. Yeah, I don't even think that's going to matter. But he's out. Um, um, obviously, Chris Godwin, he's out for the season. 
But they still have Antonio Brown. And one player to look out for, especially in fantasy, man, if uh, anybody in the, in the fantasy playoffs is looking for a guy that, to pick up for the next couple of weeks that could have a big, uh, big games, um, look out for Tyler Johnson, second-year wide receiver out of Minnesota. He's a, he was a guy I really liked coming out in the draft. He could be a really good slot receiver in this league. He's just buried on that depth chart. But I think over these next couple of games, he could have um, some huge games for you. So look out for him. Um, and with Carolina, Cam Newton starting again, that's a recipe for disaster. You know, he's, he's washed up. He's a has-been. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be a blowout victory for the Bucks. So I, I put it, it's not my lock, but it almost was. But either way, Bucks win easy. Final score, thirty-eight to ten. Well, I said, I mean, this is going to be interesting. How this? T- I mean, Brady as obviously we know how Brady is when he, he normally normally when it comes to a loss, he comes back with a vengeance. This guy just doesn't like to lose, like any of us do. do don't. But this is going to be tough because it was a costly loss. They lost Leonard Fournette. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who has officially been put done for the season with a torn ACL. So, like I said, it's going to be tough with a bunch of replacement guys or a bunch of backup guys. Like I said, you mentioned one receiver. I think Gronk is going to play. I don't know about Antonio Brown. You know, he. I think he's in the lineup. I'm not sure. Like I said, they're going to give the ball to Ronald Jones, but Ronald Jones is not is not to be trusted. He has a lot of fumbling issues. So I don't know how they're going to run the football today if they can't trust him with the ball. Like I said, for Carolina, they're basically a spoiler team now. They're not making the playoffs. They're too far behind in the wild card chase, and obviously Cam Newton is done. Like you said, he, he he's not he's not the player he used to be. He wasn't even the same player when he was in New England replacing Brady. And I mean, and I don't even think Brady even realized that he replaced him after he left after he left New England. So. Like I said, obviously this is a battle of ex-New England quarterbacks, which is weird. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go. I'll, I'll go with with the Bucks. I'll agree with you, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think that Carolina will make it a little more interesting than than that. But I'm going to go with the Bucks here, and the final score twenty-seven to twenty. All right, we're going to skip all the way to the Sunday night matchup. It's not a six. It's not a sexy matchup. It's not a good matchup. But obviously, it's, it it involves the NFC East. The Cowboys are back in the playoffs for the first time in three years, but they will clinch the NFC East with a win tonight. Washington, like I said, they're coming off a tough tough week with COVID. They still having issues with COVID, but your boy Heineken, as you call Heineken, is back in the lineup tonight. He will be back in the lineup, but. Basically, for Washington, they're in trouble. They need, This is a must-win, or their chances of making the playoffs will pretty much evaporate, which is pretty much it's evaporated anyway. So, like I said, critical matchup here tonight for Cowboys who can get one step closer to a decent, to a to an interesting playoff run if they actually do. But still, there's still some struggles with Dak Prescott that needs to be addressed during this game. Sunday night, go ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, like you said, um, um, Heineken's playing, but what's that really matter, man? Um, the Cowboys are looking to lock up the division, which they're, they're, they just about have it locked up anyway, but they're looking to finish it off, win the division, and then they're going to start focusing on um, 
potentially even shooting for the number one seed. But um, the Redskins, yeah, their season isn't officially over, but they're after that loss to the Eagles on Tuesday night, they're just about there. And um, this is going to be one of those games. This is going to be the game where it it uh, it um finishes off the the team. They're done. They're they're going to get they're going to get uh, crushed today by the Cowboys or tonight. And um, Cowboys lock up the division. Redskins season is officially over. And we'll be looking forward. They'll be looking forward to next year, and maybe they'll finally come up with a name for the team. Yeah. So you know, until then, they're still the Redskins to me. So um, Cowboys with the victory. Final score is going to be. Um, uh, let's just say, I'll say thirty-seven to twenty. Well, like I said, I'm hearing reports that they may not change the name. They, I've seen the facilities. They, they, they're trademarking themselves as Washington. So, to me, that would be if they're going to make a name change, and obviously they're going to have to adjust, adjust the logos and everything else. But since they've gone to being just, just Washington, the football team, they're keeping that thing as it is. So we'll see. But that's not important. What is important is the Cowboys are in the playoffs officially. And they're unofficially the NFC East champions, but they will win it tonight. And even without even without Dak playing at his best, and they don't need to have Dak at his best, they will be able to take care of business here with their defense. Their defense is one of the best in football. They're very aggressive. They're second in the league in take, takeaways. Trayvon Diggs is going to the Pro Bowl his first time. He has eleven interceptions. He will he will tie. He will tie uh, Emerson Walsh's record if he if he gets another one here tonight, which I agree, which I believe and you agree will probably happen. Emerson Walls in 1981 had I think 11 or 12, so he will, so he will obviously it will obviously happen. And like I said, like I said, the real reason why the, the Dallas is playing better obviously has been Demarcus Lawrence is back in the lineup. Since he's come back to the lineup, this defense is even more dangerous and. That's basically why they're where they're at right now. Because Dak has become a le- more and more of a liability instead of a reliability, and obviously that's they're, they're struggling offensively with him with him at the quarterback. But at this point, the defense is doing what they're doing, and they're and they're carrying his ass. So it shouldn't be an issue. The Dallas defense will take care of Washington. Washington has no chance. Like I said, Heineken has no chance either. You know this this team is done. We saw it on. On, on Tuesday. This is a short week. They're not ready for this. They weren't ready for Dallas their first meeting two weeks ago, and they're damn sure not going to be mer- ready to go here. So Dallas is going to win easily, and I would say about three three interceptions and maybe two others. It's going to be a, a lot of turnovers by Washington. So Dallas wins, and the final score, 38-17. to 17. All right, we're going to go to what I call, even though it's even though neither team will be eliminated today after today, my playoff eliminator game. As you know, when we get to this time of the year, teams will find a way to you know bow down and and get kicked out, you know, or be done. So, playoff eliminator game here, be and it's a division game, AFC West. Like I said, the Broncos and the Raiders still trying to hang on to a playoff. To a playoff chance, and at least a wild card chance, or not winning. Neither team is winning the division, but obviously this is a critical matchup. Both teams are coming off losses last week. 
I think no Raiders beat no Raiders beat the Browns on Monday, but Broncos lost to the Bengals on Sunday. But obviously, critical matchup here. Like I said, whoever loses is pretty much done out of the playoffs. But it, but still, it's what I call the playoff eliminator. So go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, with these two teams, I mean, I don't think either of these teams are making the playoffs. But um, either way, like you said, whoever loses this is pretty much done. Offic- not officially, but just about. Um, either way, Denver. Well, really, both teams. They they they've had a similar season. They both started off the season three and zero, and we're looking good. Um, and now they're sitting at seven and seven. For the for Denver, Drew Locke is starting today. Teddy Bridgewater's out, so they're gonna have have a tough time with that. Um, they're gonna have to run the ball early and often with their with their two headed monster there, and they're gonna have to play tough defense. Um, on the other side, the Raiders. You know, they've fallen off lately. They've been struggling to make big plays on offense. Um, and they're going to have a, their offense is going to have a tough time as well. Um, one player to watch out for today is Max Crosby, the defensive end from the Raiders. Uh, the last time these two teams met earlier in the year, Crosby had one solo sack and he had, he had four other half sacks. So he ended up with three sacks on the game, but he was involved in five sacks. Total. Um, so, you know, he was all over the quarterback last time, facing a different quarterback this time, but the same team, same offensive line. So look out for him. But in the end, I think that Denver running game is going to be too strong. I think they're going to, I think uh, Javante Williams, especially, is going to have a big game. And while uh, Drew Lock sucks and probably won't do much, those running backs will carry the, the offense, get them. At least get, the, get help them move the ball. They might have the trouble scoring touchdowns, but I don't think uh, the Raiders are going to score much either. So, I think Denver gets the victory in a close, lower scoring matchup, and it's going to be twenty to seventeen. Well, like I said these two teams. Like I said they are eerily similar. Like you said, they started three and zero, and they're both now at five hundred. Obviously, they went in a different way. But let's be honest. I mean, like I said, the Raiders. We we you watch. I'm, I don't know if you watched the game or not on Monday, but they were not. <laughs> they were not impressive against the the Browns. The Browns should have won that game in all for all intents and purposes. They found a way to escape. The Broncos, like I said, they played well enough here recently, but they lost Teddy Bridgewater to a to a concussion. He had a bad concussion on on. Sunday last week, so Drew Locke is out here, and you can tell why they traded for for Bridgewater because Drew Locke sucks. I'm sorry, I, I I was high on him early in his career, but he's he's pathetic. He had a terrible turnover that cost him that cost him that game last week, and obviously now they're basically at a position where Denver's defense is going to have to bail him out. Because, like I said, you're going against Derek Carr, and Derek Carr obviously had a lot of success in their first meeting against against the Broncos' defense. But like I said the Raiders are a mess too. They 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 obviously since Henry Ruggs since his tragic incident, they really haven't replaced him. Darren Waller's is serious has been hurt, and he's not really you know done much. Like I said Hunter Renfro is not that receiver. Deshaun Jackson is de- is done. So. I can trust Denver a little more, and they run the ball better too. So, at this point, it's going to be a battle, as two teams that are on the playoff bubble should battle. But I agree with you. I think Broncos are going to find a way to get 
to get revenge from the first matchup. So Denver wins in a field goal game. This game could go to overtime. I'm, I'm pretty much predicting another overtime mat, matchup. And the final score, 26 to 23. All right, now we get into seriousness. Now we definitely get into the, these playoff matchups and lots of them. Lots of crazy playoff, big playoff matchups coming up. We will first start off with the Monday night game. And obviously these are another battle of seven and seven teams. But they're going in different directions. Miami, after a after a horrible start where they won their first game and then they lost their next seven, they have now won their last six. They're a streaking team. They go into New Orleans, who are obviously been struggling. They were at 1.5 and 2 and looking like a, a, an outside contender. But Jameis Winston goes down with an injury. They haven't replaced him. And unfortunately, because of COVID, no, no Taysom Hill and no Trevor Simeon. Both of them are on the COVID list. So your boy from Notre Dame, Ian Book, is getting the start. On Monday night. So a critical matchup for both of these teams. It's not a playoff eliminator per se. But the loser is going to have have it tough to think that they'll get to week 18 with any shot of a wild card spot. So a critical matchup tomorrow night with two more 7-7 teams. Go ahead. Yeah, well, um, the Saints are reeling right now, man. You know, like you said, Ian Book is starting at quarterback. Obviously, I've seen a lot of him being a Notre Dame fan. And, you know, he's not a bad player for a college player. But in the NFL, you know, maybe he can develop into a solid backup down the line. But this is his rookie year. He's not ready for this, especially on Monday night. It's going to be a tough one, especially against a tough Miami defense. And the, and like I said, the Saints are reeling anyway, man. They started the season off 5-2, and two, but then James Winston got injured. And they're sitting at 7-7 seven and seven now fighting for the last playoff spot, you know. Meanwhile, Miami, they're on they're hot, man. They, they started off the season one and seven, and since we had their first-round pick, everybody was getting all excited that we could have a top-five pick from them. But they turned their season around. They, they've won six straight. They're sitting at seven and seven. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, they're, they're sitting at seven and seven now, and they're – there's a lot of teams sitting at seven, seven and seven right now in the AFC that are fighting for a playoff spot. So, you know, they still have a shot to make it in, and uh, this is a big game for them. And I mean, bottom line is this, man: while the while the Saints might have a good D, and will and will keep the Dolphins from having a big game offensively, Ian Book is going to get crushed today. He's not. The the, um, the the Dolphins are going to take away Alvin Kamara. And then it, on early downs and then in passing situations, they're going to bring the heat on Book. And I see at least two turnovers, probably three out of him. I, I don't see the Saints being able to move the ball at all. And Miami will get the victory. So Miami wins, and I'm going to put the final score at 24-9. to nine. Well, this is, like I said, a critical matchup for the Eagles. I mean, this is critical for the Eagles because if the Saints win out, they can still win the – Win, win a wild card spot. But obviously, like I said, Ian Book will be the fourth different quarterback the Saints will start this season. That's never good. And obviously, you know, we don't, we haven't, he has never made an NFL start before. We don't know much about 
Well, you know him, obviously, because you watch Notre Dame football. But I haven't watched, obviously, I haven't watched enough of it. So, I don't know what he's capable of. You know, we don't know if he's a sprint, if he's a rusher, if he's a guy who's a pocket passer. We don't know nothing about him. But obviously, we'll see what he he's capable of doing here tomorrow night. Miami has obviously turned this around. Their their defense is one of the better in football. Obviously, Xavier Howard has done a very good job. And like I said, they they get after these guys, you know. And like I said, also Tua Tagovailoa has gotten better after you know after being injured and obviously. You know, weathering the the Deshaun Watson rumors, he's not coming to Miami, so he he got himself a chance to prove himself, and he's done a very good job. And like I said, Miami is on a roll right now, where the Saints are not. Yeah, the Saints won last week, but they only needed three field goals. It was one of the weird, one of the weirdest games I ever saw this season when it came to two matchups. So, really, at the end of the day, I'm going with Miami here. I don't think the Saints have a have any chance. Oh yeah, by the oh yeah, Sean Payton will be back in the line, lineup coaching. He didn't coach last week. That might have also played a role. But like I said, it's not not looking great for for the Saints here. So Miami continues to roll, and they'll continue their their pursuit. And the final score thirty three to seventeen. Okay. All right. Like I said. Like I said, we're going to go, you know what, we'll get get to that game later. We're going to go to the divisional games. Like I said, there's two divisions, there's several divisions that will be clinched today most likely. But there are two, there are two that will be determined directly, indirectly today. So the first one, and we're going to go with the lesser one, we're going to go to my Ravens who have a big matchup here coming up in about 20 minutes in Cincy. The Bengals are looking for their first division title since 2015. They won't officially win today, but if they beat the Ravens, they will sweep the Ravens. And so far, it's been a terrible year for the Ravens the last several weeks. Like I said, no, no Lamar Jackson. He's injured. And unfortunately, my boy Tyler Huntley went on the COVID list Saturday morning. So... Josh Johnson, yes, yes, Josh Josh Johnson will be getting the start. His, he will be starting for the Ravens today. And like I said, for the Bengals, there is no excuses. If you lose to a guy like Josh Johnson, then you don't deserve to go anywhere. So, But like I said, whoever wins this game probably takes the division title. So go ahead. All right, well... Um yeah, like you said, Josh Johnson is starting for the Ravens. That's not a good thing. On top of that, the Ravens have lost three straight now. So, you know, their season's starting to come apart. And, um, you know, while they're currently still tied for the lead divisional lead over Cincinnati, it's, uh, it's, it's not looking too good for them at the moment. On top of that, you know, whoever wins this game still doesn't mean that team – doesn't have uh, competition for the division because the Steelers are currently just a half a game behind those two teams. So if the Steelers win, they're still only a half a game behind whoever wins. And they're ahead of whoever loses, obviously. So, you know, they're right there too. But, um, yeah, last time these two teams met, Baltimore got blown out 41-17. 
and uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout like that. I think Baltimore's D will play a lot better. Um, Jamar Chase had a big game that first time, but he hasn't been all that great in recent weeks. He might be hitting the rookie wall, but nonetheless, even without him, T. Higgins has come on strong lately, and Joe Mixon has been really good this year. He's sitting at 1,094 yards rushing and 12 rushing touchdowns. He's having a big season. So um, even though I don't think Cincinnati's going to have a huge game offensively, they'll score some points. And really with this, with Josh Johnson out there at quarterback, all, all they really need to do is score 20 points and they'll win. So I think Cincinnati will win this one. And I'm going to put the final score at 17-13. Now, you mentioned Steelers and Cincinnati. Remember, Cincinnati... Sorry, man. I meant to say 27-13, not 17-13. Okay. Now, you mentioned Cincinnati and st- with the Steelers. Yeah, if the Steelers win the day. But remember, Cincinnati swept Pittsburgh, so technically they hold that tiebreaker. Only way Pittsburgh yeah. beats Cincinnati is they finish with a better record, which I don't know if that's going to be capable We'll see. Well, keep in mind with the Steelers, they have a tie, so they're only a half a game behind those two teams. So unless Cincinnati gets a tie, there's not going to be a. They're not going to be able to tie each other. Oh yeah. Perfect Yeah, I, I I understand, but remember, wins go first before anything else. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But but like I said, this is not a good look for the Ravens. Their their season's falling apart. They've lost their last three games by a combined score of four points. Two the same way trying to go for a late touchdown with a two-point conversion that ended up going the other way. So, like I said, they're banged up, they're sick, they're a mess. And now you got to go to Josh Johnson, the a guy who barely, you know, he's around. He's he's basically a guy that if 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 the Ravens win with Josh Johnson, I'll be stunned. I'll be stunned. I'd be like, holy, holy mackerel. But like I said, there's there's not much left. Hollywood Brown, we you know, he's trying his best. Mark Andrews has proven to be a very good, obviously been very good tight end this year, but don't use him in two-point conversions. Like I said, the Bengals, but remember, the Bengals have struggled at home here recently. They've lost four of their last five at home. So this is a, so the Ravens have a legit chance if they play good enough defense today, which I think they could. But like I said, there's no reason for the Bengals to lose to Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson shouldn't even be in the league in theory. So, like I said, that's how desperate the Ravens are. And unfortunately, you know, with with Cincinnati, you know, they're going to get closer to, a, to their first division title since 2015. So, big matchup, and I'm unfortunately going to go against uh, go against my Ravens, and it's the who and it's the who day crowd that will go in front. So, Bengals win. And the final score, 30 to 18. Now, here's a, an even more critical matchup coming up next. The AFC East tile will be most likely determined. These two teams met on a Monday night a few weeks ago, and it was crazy win, heavy win, and that played a role in passing and struggles. And the Browns came, I mean, the Bills came up short. Mac Jones won. Complete throwing the ball only three times. Well, you can't go do that today. You're not going to win with three with three passes today. And like I said, this is a critical matchup. Patriots are also coming off of a of a tough loss last week to to the Colts, and this is and and the Bills came off a big win for the Pan, 
Panthers, but a critical matchup. Like I said, the season's on the line for both of these two teams because if they're going to do anything in the postseason, and there might not even be room for both of these teams in the postseason, but a critical matchup here coming up here soon, AFC East to determine today. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, this is obviously a big game. Um, Buffalo needs a victory here because if they lose, like you said, they're now they're out of the divisional race, and they could be on the outside looking in from the, on the playoff race as well. Um, and, and obviously, that first game a few weeks ago, it didn't go well for them offensively, at least. It was a tough defensive battle, but New England, their defense really uh, they really got all over Josh Allen. And New England didn't even have to do much offensively. They only threw the ball three times, but they just gave, they just ran the ball right down the Bills' throats. They ran for 222 yards rushing. They had a huge game running the ball. But um, this is going to be diff- a different game, man. They're going to have to at least throw the ball some- somewhat. One guy that's out is Ramondre Stevenson, their backup running back. Damian Harris is going to play, so... He had 100 yards at a touchdown in the first game, so he's still playing, so they still have him, but they're going to have to throw the ball at least a little bit this week. You know, it's not going to be one of those types of games again. At the same time, the Bills, their season has gone off the rails big time. In their last nine games, they're just sitting at a record of 4-5. and five. They haven't had back-to-back wins since October 10th when they beat the Chiefs, and really ever since that game, their season has going downhill um, and you look at this week they have a number of receivers that are out too Cole Beasley uh, Gabe Davis Emmanuel Sanders they don't have much outside of Stephon Diggs at this point at receiver and their offensive line is not good that's been their Achilles heel in this these last nine games is their offensive line has just been bad you know people say they don't have a running game but Part of that running game is having an offensive line that can actually block, and that line hasn't come up big at all. And they they got a tough matchup here because Bill Belichick, you know, he's gonna he's he's gonna have a plan defensively, and the plan's pretty clear at this point how to beat Buffalo, with especially with all these receivers out. You got to shut down Stephon Diggs, and you got to pressure Josh Allen. So that's exactly what Belichick is going to try to do. He'll double possibly even triple cover Stephon Diggs. He'll blitz uh, Josh Allen consistently, try to, get, try to get in space, try to make him throw the ball quick. Um, so the, the Bills have to have an offensive plan to, to counteract that. So one player to look out for for the Bills' offense is tight end Dawson Knox. He's had a breakout year so far this year, and if the Bills want any chance of winning, they're going to have to have him have a big game. And uh, the only other, the only other way the Bills are going to win is if their defense comes up big today. And you know, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Bills defense does come up big. I'm gonna say Dawson Knox does have a big game, and the Bills actually surprise people and pull off the upset victory here. Um, I, I, I looked at this game that these two teams coming into the season. I thought they might sweep or sorry, they might split. You know, usually these when you have two playoff caliber divisional teams going head to head, lot most of the time they they split the games. They're two they're two head to head games. So um, I'm going to go with the Bills. They get back in the divisional race in the tie, stay in the playoff race as well, and uh, pull off the upset. So 
Bills win in a defensive battle. Final score, I'm going to say 19-16. Like I said, this is going to be a battle today. Like I said, these two teams met a few weeks ago, and the weather was not was very frightful. Obviously, we're still in the Christmas era, Christmas era right now, but like I said, today will be different. It will be warmer, and there won't be as much wind, so... Like I said, this will be an interesting battle. Like I said, New England, like I said, this is like I said, I've told you this the last few weeks. I will continue to tell you this about Mac Jones. If he's going, This team is most likely going to be playing past January 9th. And if this team's going to do anything, he's going to have to step his game up. Obviously, they've carried his ass for the last two months. But obviously, when you're, when you're dealing with contending teams or a team that can win, like I said, it's going to be an interesting situation. But I think the Bills' defense is going to have have their way for some reason as well. I think that, you know, Mac Jones, he'll play. Obviously, he'll throw the ball more than three times, obviously. But I just think that for some reason, the Bills, I, when you're a desperate contending team like they are, obviously they've been struggling. They haven't been themselves. I do think this is where you you step up. And Josh Allen is a better quarterback at this point in time than Mac Jones. So I'm going to uh, trust the Bills to go in there and find a way get 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 you know get some battles, get the wars. And I'm and I'm going to go with Buffalo as well. I think we've agreed to almost every matchup to this point. Uh-oh, that's scary. But anyway, I'm going to go with the Bills here as well and the final score 27 to 23. Okay. All right. We haven't done our game, my game of the week and our lock of the week. Is this, is this the one that will be? Because this is my game of the week coming up here. The Steelers and the, and the, and the Chiefs. Big matchup here. Chiefs will be in the playoffs with a victory. And with a Chargers loss, they clinch the, they clinch the AFC, the AFC West. For the Steelers, it's a it's like I said, they're a desperate team. They're hanging on by a thread in this division in this division race and this playoff race. Like I said, critical matchup here. This is the game of the day on paper with Romo and Nance calling the game. Critical matchup here. Like I said, this is my game of the week, and obviously, like I said, the Chiefs are ready to make another run to the Super Bowl. But can they beat the Steelers in a critical, in a very critical matchup here later today? So go ahead. Yeah. So um, this one is not my lock of the week. This, but this should be a good game. Um, but the Chiefs, you know, they're coming to this game on fire. They own the longest winning streak in the NFL with seven wins in a row. Um, but uh, they're reeling a little bit from COVID. You know, they got thirteen players. On their uh, from their on their active roster that were on the COVID list this week, some of them will be back today. Some of them won't. No, Travis Kelsey. Exactly, Travis Kelsey is out. Tyree Kill will play, so that'll help them a little bit. But um, I mean, really, when you look at the Chiefs' offense, they haven't been all that good, even in this winning streak. It's, this is just a very um, um, inconsistent team. You know, one week. Well, on both sides of the ball, really. Some some weeks that defense plays well, and then some weeks they don't, and then some weeks the offense gets shut down, and some weeks they have big games. But in this winning streak, it just has worked out that 
the weeks that the offense has been shut down, the defense has played great, and the weeks that the the defense has been horrible, the offense has gone off. So, you know, they've been making up for each other's um, inconsistency. But I think this is the one where it's gonna it's gonna come to a head, and they're gonna have a tough one this week, man. All these players on COVID, Travis Kelsey being out. You know, all they got left on offense at that point is Tyreek Hill. The rest of their offense, they don't have a whole lot, that receiver. Um, you know, uh, Byron Pringle, you know, McCole Harbin, he's a guy that has good speed. He's not much of it, much of anything else. You take away the, his, his, the deep ball, he's got nothing else. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he could have a big game in fantasy this week if Andy Reid commits to running the ball, which... We know with Andy Reid, he doesn't like to run the ball. He wants to pass every play. So, I mean, really, if Case, if Reid knows what he's doing, if he's smart, he's gonna he's gonna come up with a run-heavy offense this week. Throw a lot of screens to Alaire, and uh, just dink and dunk. And then once the uh, once the safeties creep up, then he try try to hit him over the top to Tyree Kill and Nicole Hardman. But that's not Andy Reid's game, and. Uh, the Steelers, their defense is good, and they're led by T.J. Watt, who has 17 and a half sacks on the season. He's been an animal. Look for him. To, he's going to have to have a big game. He's going to have to pressure um, Mahomes often, and I think he will have a good game. And I think uh, I think that Steelers defense will shut down the Chiefs offense. And this time, the, the defense isn't going to save them. And the Steelers, they they remain in that division race. So Steelers with the victory, and the final score is going to be 30-20. to 20. Well, this is a critical matchup for both teams. Like I said, a Chiefs, Chiefs win, they're in the playoffs once again. A Chargers loss, they win the division. So obviously, they have a lot on the line. Steelers, you know, they have a lot on the line too. And they know that Asian Aggins and the Ravens-Bengals game will help their their playoff chances. But like I said, it's going to be tough, and this is a tough environment. But like you said, Kansas City has won their last seven games, but very inconsistently because one week the the defense is playing well, and then the next week the offense plays well. They're not in between. It's not in between where you get a full-fledged effort by both sides of the ball. But like I said, it's going to be tough today, and obviously no Travis Kelsey, so you know it's going to be tough. They go down down the middle of the field there, but they still have Tyreek Hill. He's still a guy that's going to make who's still going to make plays if you give him if you give him the opportunity. And I know that yeah, Andy Reid's not a guy who likes to run the ball, but Clyde Edwards-Helaire, we're going to see him and and number thirty one Williams. They'll run the ball a little more. And like I said, I mean the only problem I have with the Steelers is like I said. There's not a lot of great offense on that team, too. You know, Big Ben, you know, I think he's going to have it tough today just because defensively, if Chris Jones and, Mar- and Melvin Ingram are playing, and that's questionable, then obviously they're going to have their way with, with Big Ben. I don't think Big Ben's going to get his throws off properly, and they're not going to run the ball that much anyway. So, to me, this is a this has the look key of a low-scoring game, lower than your score is predicting. And for the first time, I think in this in this in this discussion, we are going against each other. I think the Chiefs are going to find a way here. They're going to they're going to take care of business. It'll be a battle. Not not denying it's going to be a battle, but 
I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. They're going to find a way. And the final score, 22-16. to 16. <laughs> All right. This should be your lock of the week. And this is my intriguing matchup of the day. Because, like I said, if the Eagles win today and the Vikings lose, they're back in the playoff. They're the seventh seed. And this is a critical matchup for both teams. Obviously, for the Vikings, they're coming off a crustable win on Monday night. The Los Angeles Rams are coming off a Tuesday night win against Seattle that Seattle bitched their way out of a paper bag saying that they got screwed by the refs. But this is a critical matchup because if the Rams win, they're back in first place in the West and and in full and potentially in full control of that of that division. Pretty much the only division in the NFC that's worth that's still up in the air. But a critical matchup here in the here coming up here shortly. So go ahead. Yeah, well thanks to the Cardinals season starting to go down the drain, the Rams are in position here, like you said, to take sole possession of first place in the NFC West. And they all they gotta do is beat a mediocre Vikings team who is gonna be missing their best player in Dalvin Cook. Um now to the Vikings credit, they also have Alexander Madison who's a really good running back. But and the, and one thing I can say good about Minnesota's defense, which isn't good overall, they don't have much in terms of cornerbacks, but they do have a good pass rush. They're great. They lead the NFL in sacks with 44, and the Rams, they're not far behind with 39. They're fit in the NFL in sacks. So both teams get after the quarterback, but it's one good thing I can say about Minnesota. But, I mean, the, the, the player to look out for today, obviously, is Cooper Cup. He's been a beast all year. He's uh, he's currently leads the league in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. Which, if he holds that the, the, the first place in all three, he'd be the first player since 2005 to lead the NFL in all three. And in 05, it was Steve Smith. Um, and he's actually got a good chance of actually breaking Calvin Johnson's single season receiving record which is Calvin Johnson in 2012 called 19, went for 1,964 yards. Cup is currently sitting at 1,625 with three games left. So, you know, if he, would, he, he could break that record, and if he were to average 125 yards per game over the, these next last three games, he'd actually hit 2,000 and become the first receiver ever to hit 2,000. And uh, I think he's going to have a huge game today. The Rams are giving up just three points to the spread. I think that's crazy, and uh, and that's why this is my lock of the week, man. I think uh, I think the Rams' offense is going to have a big game, and Minnesota, without Dalvin Cook, they're going to be relying mostly on the loser to keep them in the playoff race, Kirk Cousins, and he's going to choke just like he always does, man. So. Rams win. Rams cover the spread. Rams are my lock of the week here. I'm put, I, this is my game. Rams with the victory. Easy. Final score, 33-16. to 16. Yeah, this is a critical matchup for both teams. Like I said, Cooper Cup is on pace to make NFL history. He'll be the fourth player to, do, to lead in all receiving categories. And he obviously trying to become the first player ever to... Th- to catch to have two thousand yards receiving, it's never happened in NFL history. So we'll see if that continues today. If he has another big game today, Minnesota is without Dalvin Cook. He's on the COVID list. So 
Obviously, they have Justin Jefferson, Alexander Matson. Thielen is playing today. He had an injury, but he's also in the lineup. You know, I, I disagree with you of, of the game being out of the way. I think it's going to be a close game. This game is in Minnesota, so obviously it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I do agree with you, the Rams win this game because Minnesota is just not consistent enough. They haven't been consistent all year. They've been consistent and inconsistent. So I agree with you. I think the Rams are going to go in there. They're not only going to put the Vikings out of the postseason, they're going to help their chances and put their division, put their chances of winning the, the West in perspective. So Rams win and the final score 27 to 24. And that leaves us to the last game, and they're and they're ready to kick off here. Eagles, they're about to take the ball first, but big matchup here. Like I said, last time these two teams met, it it was a joke. It was shocking that these teams that they lost to this Giants team that's even worse off now than they were then. But a critical matchup. The Eagles trying to trying to continue their playoff push. Big matchup here. Like I said, we'll see what happens. You know, like I said, Giants planning to play spoiler. We'll have Jake Fromm starting today. So, critical matchup for the Eagles as they try to get closer and closer to getting to a wild card. Big matchup. They're already began, so let's go right to the matchup. Go ahead. Yeah, Eagles are wearing all black. Um, and like you said, the game just started right off the bat. Kenneth Gainwell fumbled the kickoff. Luckily, Whiteside was there to pick up the ball. But a uh, little scary uh, opening play there. But, yeah, like you said, Jake Fromm's playing quarterback for the Giants, and that's not going to be good. The Eagles are going to pressure him early and often. They're going to be all over him. Um, Goddard with a drop. <laughs> Again, come on, man. Um, but, yeah, yeah, look for the Eagles to – stick with their run-heavy approach. They're, they're pissed off about that last game against the Giants that they, they played poorly and lost. Um, this is a must-win for them. And like, like I said, like we said, they got a shot to actually finally move into that number seven seed, depending on how things work out. And by the way, since the Niners lost, they got a shot to move into tie with the Niners with two games left. So, you know, um, either way, I think the Eagles should dominate this game. The offensive line should dominate. The Eagles' defensive line should dominate. And uh, Jalen Hurts should have a good game. Oh, no. You're not going to like what they just did here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm like a play behind you guys. So, um, as of right now, I'm going to say I'm calling a big game for Miles Sanders. When we talked on Wednesday, you asked me for a touchdown prediction for somebody. I said Miles Sanders will get his first touchdown of the season. I'm still saying it. And I'm going with a Eagles victory here. Final score is going to be thirty to twenty. Like I said, unfortunately, Hurts just threw an interception here. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I I'm not worried about the Giants offensively. They're not playing well at all. I mean, defensively, they're playing better, but they're not. They're still not that good either on that side of the ball to to a degree. So, like I said. The only way the Giants win if Saquon goes off, if Jake Fromm actually is an NFL quarterback, which we don't know if he is or not. Obviously, Long Neck Glenton, I'm sad. I'm sad we couldn't play him because he was struggling and he'd been looking bad. 
But we'll see if this Fromm kid can actually play. He played at Georgia. He had a long, he had a decent run there. So we'll see if if it if it actually comes back comes back for it. But like I said, for the Eagles, this is a critical matchup. Like I said, they lost to the Giants the first matchup, and they beat themselves. They really did. They did beat themselves. And I, well, that might not be an interception, but it's not. But it would be fourth down anyway. But anyway, like I said. I think the Eagles, they, you know, if they're going to get off to a slow start, which apparently they are, they will bounce back and they will take care of business. I just don't see the Giants being a threat. The Eagles are going to run the ball, obviously, because that's what they do, and they do it as better as well and as better than anybody in this league this year. They are on a streak that's going to continue, and they're going to win. And I and I pray that they will, because if they lose to this Giants team, God forbid. God for sakes. All right, Eagles win and the final score 34 to 15. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it goes well, which I believe it will. They're they're not gonna they, they better not lose to this Giants team. It's garbage they are. They better not. <laughs> but that's all we have. Y'all enjoy y'all games. We'll obviously look back on Wednesday. Playoff stocks, who's the best Green Bay quarterback between Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and obviously we'll look back on these games and give you the playoff scenarios. So, critical look back on Wednesday. We also preview the college football playoff as well. So, a big show on Wednesday, and hopefully you all enjoyed this episode, and we'll send it out, and like I said, see you all Wednesday. Yeah.